Hello, listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Predictions. Let me remind you of how our show works. Our listeners email us with a question such as, will the planet Earth still be inhabitable in 300 years? We then choose our favorite questions and have an expert come on our show and use real research and trends to predict the answer to our listeners' question. The question we've chosen today to examine and answer is, what will the family structure look like in the year 2100? With me to help answer this question is expert in the study of families, Raquel. Welcome to the show. Hey, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. And hello, listeners. I'm so excited to be here today. We're excited to have you here with us today. So let's get right into it, shall we? Raquel, you've been a specialist in family studies for about 10 years now, right? Yes, that's correct. I graduated from Guelph University about 12 years ago with a bachelor in child studies. So cool. And so what have you been doing since then? Well, I've worked all over, but my main passion and focus of my career has been research. I love finding out the history of how families have shaped over the years and how that can help us now. I help design resources for family centers and help companies related to families adjust to the changing family structures of our times. That's fascinating. Congrats on all your achievements. All right. So, you know, today we're talking about the question we received about what the family structure will look like in the year 2100. Why do you think this is a question on a lot of people's minds? Well, I think people are thinking about family structure in the future because it has already changed a lot since the 1950s and is currently changing the most it ever has. Can you expand further on what you mean by how the family structure has changed and how it's changing today? Yeah, of course. So when you look at family structure historically, the classic family was considered a dad, a mom, and a few kids. In the family studies course I took, we looked at the types of families that have existed over the years. In the 1600s, we had the pre-industrial families, where the father was the head of the house, marriage was out of um, economic necessity, as well as children, so families have many children to help with their family's responsibilities and chores. Then we had the urban industrial families starting at the 1800s. When you look at the history of child labor in Canada on the Canadian Encyclopedia website, you'll see that by the late 1800s and early 1900s, child labor was being restricted and then banned in most provinces. Oh, really? I had no idea child labor was one of the biggest reasons families had so many kids historically. I'm really getting a history lesson today. Thanks, Raquel. (laughs) Yeah, the history of the family is truly fascinating. So I'll flash forward to the 1900s now, where the contemporary Canadian family emerged. The nuclear family was still the base, but different kinds of families were also becoming more normal. Families became mostly dual income with both parents working. Blended families, same-sex parents, multi-generational households, and others were all becoming more common. So then how much has changed from the 1950s until now here in 2020? Well, the biggest changes come when policy and law are changed to reflect the evolving family structure. Sometimes it's hard for organizations, governments, and society to keep up with the changes happening. An article by by Virginia Galt says it best, quote, Policymakers and organizations such as La Leche League have been hard-pressed to keep up with the new realities. The rise of same-sex union, an increase in the number of lone parent families, the popularity of common law arrangements, expanded family networks created by stepfamilies, reproductive technology, and all the associated issues around parentage. End quote. 
So with all this in mind, what difference do you think policy and law changes will make in the future, or specifically by 2100? Policies and laws are the groundwork of which society looks to deem what's right or wrong or good and bad, and it's very important that they reflect the values of modern society. For example, the legalization of gay marriage led to its normalization and acceptance as a part of our society's family structure, which in turn led to the acceptance of gay parents into normal society as well. So I think that laws and policies will make a difference in moving forward, but really it's about how individuals want to live their lives. Honestly, Claire, I believe the traditional family structure will be all but gone in the year 2100. I think you're completely right, Raquel. Let's delve deeper into that idea. I, for one, believe us millennials and Gen Zs have been raised so differently compared to our parents and grandparents, etc. We were exposed to and immersed in technology and the internet from a young age. Of course, our approach and outlook have changed exponentially. I can barely imagine what our kids will be like, of course, if we have any. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Our priorities have really changed over the decades. Millennials and especially Gen Zs were the first generations to experience the internet and modern technology at a very pivotal age. This exposed us to new ideologies and even brought about new occupational opportunities that really changed our societal structure and, in turn, family structure. But... With our society's change in values came higher economic pressures and expectations. Our generation is very focused on activism and entrepreneurship, as opposed to our older counterparts, who focus primarily on stability and raising families. So with our generation being the first to be raised fully in a modern world, how do you think that will impact the way we are as parents and how we raise the generations that will be the parents, grandparents, great-grandparents in 2100? That's a very interesting question, actually. I have been doing a lot of research about this because I am also curious and sometimes a bit worried about how millennials and Gen Zs will raise their kids. An article in the Huffington Post by Natalie Stexton talks about how kids raised by millennials and the generations to follow are being raised in a completely different world than our parents and their parents before. Quote, the kids might be all right, but they're being raised by a generation defined by instability in housing, jobs, and finances. For instance, a 2019 report found that 62% of millennials are living paycheck to paycheck. Oh my gosh, just hearing that makes me anxious, knowing that a lot of kids are and will be raised without a lot of stability in their lives. What impact do you think being raised with less stability as the world becomes more and more expensive will have on how the generations to come will turn out? And also... Um, how will that impact family structure in 2100? Yeah, well, my prediction, honestly, which is supported by most studies and research, is that the generations who will be the parents and grandparents in 2100 will be taught to be focused, ambitious, and concerned about climate change and the planet, like their parents, which, in turn, will mean less focus on having or raising families. The generation which started in 2010 is called Generation Alpha. In the same Huffington Post article I mentioned before, they discuss the new generation and what will define it. Quote, Generation Alpha will also be defined by its racial diversity and acceptance. And as most parents choose to have just one kid, they could have more resources, including extended post-secondary education, available to them. Wait a second. Is that article saying that because most families are likely to have just one kid, they'll have more resources available to them, and by 2100, all the adults of that era will all be super smart and educated? 
<laughs> yes, that is exactly the point I was about to make, Claire. People want to have less kids, and that means more resources available to the smaller number of kids there are. Meaning that by 2100, we could have a large group of adults, all with higher education and more opportunities available to them. Interesting. Okay, let's change gears now to population. What can you tell me about fertility rates in Canada in relation to population growth or decline? Are there predictions about Canada's population by 2100? Yeah, so according to Statistics Canada, our fertility rates have been in a constant decline or below replacement level for over 40 years now. In an article by Ryan Flanagan for CTV News, he reports on a study published in July of 2020, which talks about the predictions researchers have come up with about our population size. Quoting the study, it forecasts that the global population will peak in 2064 at 9.73 billion people by 2100, less than two generations later. That number will be nearly 1 billion lower, and nearly three-quarters of the 195 nations included in the study will not be producing enough children to maintain their workforces. Once global population decline begins, it will probably continue inexorably, is what the researchers behind the study are saying. So, as you hear, research is predicting a constant decline in population, saying that 2100, our population will fall by Almost 1 billion. So with that new information in mind, I'm wondering how then will we maintain our workforce and economic standing in the world? The answer to that question is immigrants. The same article I mentioned above also states that Canada will rely on immigrants to keep our fertility rates up. Quote, the researchers expect Canada to become an even more prominent immigration hub over the next 80 years, forecasting us to have the world's highest net immigration rate by 2100. I find all this research and predictions fascinating, Raquel, and I know you must too. So can we draw it back now to family structure? What does this information about fertility rates and immigration tell us about what families will look like in 2100? Well, with all this research and predictions to back me up, I believe that immigration will keep having a huge impact on our family structure. Because immigrants come from all over the world, where there are different norms and structures related to family, as our population grows to consist of more and more immigrants, all of their family norms become incorporated into our norms. For example, multi-generational homes were not a norm in Canada at first, but in a lot of other cultures they are. So as more immigrants came to Canada, it became more common here as well. A 2016 census by Statistics Canada showed that multi-generational households were the fastest rising type of household in Canada at 37.5%. I predict that this trend will continue and by 2100, multi-generational households will be the most common type of household in Canada. Right, of course, that makes a lot of sense. My family is currently looking to create a multi-generational home with my mom and grandparents, so I totally understand the concept and I can definitely see how it will be the most com common type of household by 2100. Considering how expensive everything is these days, it just makes more sense as a way to lower costs. So next, I want to discuss how you think expanded gender roles will be evident in our day-to-day -day lives and what impact they will have on our social, political, biological, and economical structure. 
Well, you know, we can already see how changing and expanding gender roles have changed family structure and society. My crazy thought is that by 2100, there will be no specific gender roles anymore, but more a concept of any gender can do anything. The traditional idea of women staying at home, doing chores, and taking care of children is already fading fast, but will be long gone by 2100, since the next generations will be raised by those who view women and men as equals. It might sound mean to say, but the adults of 2100 won't have been raised around older generations who still have old ideologies about gender roles. It will be very evident all around us. For example, women running for political office won't be so far and few between. Single fathers raising kids will be just as common as single mothers. And there will be equal amounts of men and women in powerful positions, and that will be the norm. So what you're really saying is that specific gender roles won't even exist by 2100? Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. The introduction of same-sex couples and the feminist movement into mainstream culture really catapulted the dismantling of gender roles as we know them. For example, women who are in construction or are the primary breadwinners for their family, or stay-at-home dads and men who enjoy quote-unquote traditionally feminine things like baking, fashion, makeup, you name it. Through the destigmatization of tomboys and metrosexual men and trans individuals, our society has vastly opened up our perception of what is acceptable in regards to gender-specific activities. This opens the door to this creation of gender-neutral roles in our family structure. Yes, and that creates a totally new dynamic in families as well. Well, we've talked about a lot today, from families of the past, the present, and what the future of the family will look like. Can you give us a final summary of your predictions about what the family structure will look like in 2100? Yeah, you've got it. I'll give you the speed dating version. (laughs) Here's a breakdown of family by 2100. Nuclear families will be a thing of the past. The traditional structure will be replaced by different types and shapes of families. Blended families, single parent families, same sex parents, childless couples and friends and family all living together to help make ends meet will become structural norms. Lower lower fertility rates equals more immigrants to keep up workforce, and that in turn equals more diversity in family structure for other cultures. Gender roles expanded to the points of being no specific roles related to gender, and multi-generational homes, most common type of household in Canada. And there you have it, folks. That's a wrap on our show today. I hope Raquel and I helped predict the answer to the question about family structure in 2100 to your satisfaction. Thank you for coming on the show today, Raquel. (laughs) Thank you so much, Claire. This has been so much fun. (laughs) Keep sending in your questions. We can't see the future, but we sure can predict it. Good night.